0: Hey leader, David Burkis here, organizational psychologist and author of four best-selling books on helping leaders and teams do their best work ever. And in this episode, we're gonna talk about how to run a great virtual meeting. Virtual meetings are one of the biggest pain points I hear about when I talk to leaders of remote teams, long-held remote teams, or newly remote teams that resulted from the great work from home experiment of 2020. I hear a lot of leaders say that virtual meetings just don't work, remote team meetings just don't work. But let's be honest, not a lot of in-person meetings worked all that well either. The bar is actually pretty low to run a great virtual meeting. But if you are attempting to just reproduce what happened in the room, in an in-person meeting online on zoom or Microsoft teams or something like that, that is probably why your virtual meetings are lagging. It's a low bar. It's a pretty easy one to clear, but there's a few things you need to do differently. And there's a couple best practices from in-person meetings that migrate over, but not as many as you think. So in this episode, we're gonna talk about the steps you need to go through to plan and execute the perfect virtual team meeting. Let's get started. So the first thing you need to do to run a great virtual meeting is you need to plan with purpose. And you know, that's true of every meeting, you need to plan with purpose. But in a virtual meeting, you need to plan with one purpose, as in one purpose per meeting. You might be used to the idea of a weekly all hands meeting where we spend two hours covering every single agenda item. But even back in the co-located days, those meetings weren't all that effective because not everybody on your team needed to be there for each agenda item. So it'd be better to have a couple different meetings spread out throughout the day or two days in the week with one purpose, one big agenda item per meeting. That way you're making sure you're getting the right attendees, that's actually the next step, we'll talk about that in a second, but you're also making sure that you're not getting Zoom fatigue from the people that are on a two hour meeting where they're only actually relevant for 15 minutes. So plan with purpose, plan with one purpose, per meeting. Even if it means you have to break up and have a couple different meetings throughout the week, as long as they're shorter and you're spending less time overall, that's still not asking too much and too many meetings from your people. Now, as I already said, the next step is to pick the right attendees. You're shortening your meeting down to one purpose per Zoom call, one purpose per Teams call. And so that means that not everyone on your team needs to be on every call. Now, they may want to be, Right, You want the meetings to be open so that if anybody feels like they want to contribute, but there's a lot of people on your team that don't want to be, and are looking for you as the leader to give them that out. So when you plan and pick the right attendees, make sure you go back to people who were left out and say, hey, I left you off the agenda because I felt like it wouldn't be the most productive use of your time. You're of course welcome, but I wanted to let you know that it's okay if you don't join in on this meeting. Here's what we're gonna be talking about, and I'll make sure you get the follow-up report when the meeting is over. Little things like that that help people feel included but actually help people feel like you are saving them time so they can focus on more productive things, go a long way and ensure that you have a more productive meeting and one that isn't spending as much time. Remember that the cost of a one hour meeting for nine people is not one hour, it's nine hours. And you wanna be spending those hours wisely. And if you can save a few hours because a couple people don't need to be on the call, then you are having a tremendous savings, but you are also helping your people be much more productive. Now, once you've got the purpose and you've got the attendees set, the next step is to Build the perfect agenda, build the right agenda. Now, this shouldn't be too hard because you've got one big purpose per meeting but you still want to make sure that you are not just listing off a template that you were given for how to run your weekly all hands meeting three years ago and isn't relevant ask yourself what are the key pieces of information that need to be shared and what is really that big question that needs to be answered i actually prefer to have people draw up an agenda item because the purpose of these meetings should be discussions not just providing information I prefer to have people draw agenda items as a series of questions. In other words, what are our marketing plans for 2021, for example? Or how are we going to deal with the decrease in budget we have for this event? For, for example, right? If you, if you list them as a question, you do a couple different things. First, you put everybody's mind right to why we're actually having the meeting, which is to discuss and find an answer to that question, not just have everybody keep everyone else up to date on what's going on. You could do that in an email or even a pre-recorded video that people need to watch beforehand. The purpose of this synchronous communication meeting is discussion and is answering that question. The other thing it does is it helps on the back end of the meeting. It helps people feel like the meeting was productive. If you got the question answered then it was indeed a productive meeting if you got the question answered then no that whole thing couldn't have been an email as it were right so make your agenda item based on what actually needs to be discussed and list those agenda items as a series of questions to be answered that'll actually help you a couple steps down the road as well but first we need to get into the next step and the next step is to open the line early This is something that we really left behind when everybody disappeared into this remote work environment that a lot of people are still living in today, which is that there was the meeting, but there were all of these little serendipitous collisions that would happen on the way to the meeting and even after the meeting that would allow people to have non-work discussions that build bonds, but also allow people to kind of coordinate and get in sync on what was going to be discussed in said meeting. And you really can't recreate that because there's no, you know, hallway to walk to, to the virtual meeting room, but you can do the next best thing, which is to open the line early. Sign in about maybe 15 minutes early so you can run your tech check, and then the line is open and everyone's welcome about 10 minutes early. So as they file in, you can have people catch up in little side conversations about how their weekend was, or you can have people sync and coordinate, make sure and check in. Did you see that email? Are you okay if I take this presentation section of the meeting, etc. All of those little conversations that would have happened before the meeting started in an in-person meeting because people file into the room at different times, they can happen virtually. They just require you to open the line early and then still start on time, right? So this doesn't mean if the meeting starts at 10, we're gonna spend 10 minutes of chit chat. That's going to encourage people to show up 10 minutes late and fake an apology. What it means is we start on time, but the team knows that if they have nothing to do and they want to jump in early, they can and they can get some of that chit chat, that small talk that actually does build bonds. Once you get started and you start on time, make sure you are capturing meeting minutes. Now, you don't need to adhere to Robert's rules of order here. You don't need to make sure motions are seconded and all of that sort of stuff. But if you shaped your agenda around questions, you want to make sure that you have the question as the top item in the meeting minutes and then information that's presented and decisions that are made, especially action items that are taken as a result of that decision. That that is enough in terms of bringing everyone else who wasn't at the meeting up to date and just keeping a record of what was talked about. Remember, not everybody on your team is going to be at all of these meetings, so you do need to be capturing what information is shared. But if you structure your agenda item as a series of questions then you're gonna have a much easier time capturing minutes because you're just gonna capture the discussion, the answer and the action items. And if you can add who's committing to those action items, even better, you're gonna capture all of that in your minutes to make sure that's circulated out afterwards. Now, thinking about the agenda, thinking about the minutes, it's key that you make sure this next step is followed as well, which is to stay on topic. For some people, not particularly the extroverts, I'm one of them, I'm guilty of this, the meeting is also an excuse to have all sorts of socialization with your people, and maybe I didn't come on early, or maybe we haven't tried that step, It's an excuse to have all sorts of socialization with your people, and as a result, we can get off topic really, really fast. But you planned with purpose, you shaped the right agenda, and you've got questions you need to get answers to by the end of our 30-minute meeting or our hour-long meeting. And so let the agenda be the bad guy and correct those people. I would love to have that conversation once we're wrapped up, but can we get back to making sure that we get this question answered right now? That's a great way to, again, let the agenda be the bad guy and you can still be the the good guy, the good cop, as it were, but you are squelching all those little rabbit trails and side conversations that keep the meeting from being on topic. The next step and the second to last step you need to do is close with a review. Make sure we go over those questions from the agenda. Make sure that we go over what our answers were. And in particular, this is the like the double check time to make sure that everybody who's committed to taking action is, is listed in the minutes as taking actions and maybe even a deadline of when they're gonna get those actions done. This is also sort of that primacy recency effect. We have a tendency to remember the beginnings of things, a tendency to remember the end of things and just totally forget the middles and what happened unless it was a strong, strong sort of peak experience. We remember the beginning then the end much more often. And so when you close with a review, you're ending with all of the important points that came up from the meeting. So it's important that you go through that agenda and also make sure that everybody agrees with the minutes, that everybody is happy with how they were represented, that everybody is that everybody is aware that you are putting it in the shared document of minutes that they're committing to this by a certain date. Just make sure everybody is on the same page before we close. And then we close but we don't close just quickly opened up the very last step of a great virtual team meeting is to leave the line open afterwards for discussion This is actually the time where people will probably discuss more just because of the way people act around appointments in virtual settings. Even if you're open 10 minutes early, there may be one or two people that jump on early, but there will be a lot of people that are willing to stay uh, later and hang out and just sort of discuss. These buffer times at the beginning of the end are key for building those bonding moments. Let's be honest. Just about everybody is hungover from the Zoom happy hours that we were doing in the middle part of 2020 to try and rebuild those bonds. They don't wanna come to a pure unstructured event with a team that's recommendatory or fundatory, uh, that's just artificial fun to try and build bonds, but they will connect over those open spaces you build them at the beginning and the end, and especially that end, so leave the line open. If you have to jet to another meeting, make sure you assign a co-host or somebody who can leave that line open, or just put yourself on mute, mute your camera, and switch to having the next meeting on your phone or something like that so that your team still knows that this is a time where they can feel safe to connect. Now, if you do all of that, remember planning with purpose and building the right agenda, picking the right attendees, opening the line early, capturing minutes, staying on topic, closing with a review, and even leaving some time after that review for people to discuss, you already feel you are going to have a much more effective meeting just by describing those steps to you. Way more effective than you would have in person, but light years more effective than most virtual meetings. The key to a great and effective virtual meeting is only to replicate the good parts of the in-person meetings, to take away the things that we always said could have been an email and replace those with emails or replace those with other content that people can watch and get right to the heart of the matter, which is discussing action items. What answers do we need as a team? There is a real power when multiple people get their brains together to solve a problem. And in remote work, we are facing much bigger problems. And the key to getting their brains together is a meeting, but it's the right type of meeting. And now you know how to take your team through that right type of meeting. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And while you're there, leave a rating and review because it helps share these messages with many, many more people. And if you really liked it and you wanna go deeper, then check out the amazing resources we have for you at davidburkuscom resources. Guaranteed there's something in there that'll help you or your team do your best work ever.